Hey, welcome to Val's Word of the Day, where I'm passionate about resourcing you with biblical truths. And my hope is that you'd be transformed by the power of the gospel. Hey, if you're new here to this podcast, first, I want to say thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day uh, to listen. And two, if this episode blesses you in any way, would you consider writing a review and sharing it on your socials? Uh, That helps with exposure as I get the gospel out. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. And the title of today's episode is How to Be Happy. How to Be Happy. All over the internet, we see the hashtag blessed. B-L-E-S-S-E-D, blessed. Why? Because we all want a blessed life. In fact, the word blessed in the New Testament which is makarios, means happy. And, and we all want a happy life. So, so the question is, how can we get happiness? Is there a formula? Because we all love formulas, especially if you're like a type A person who's like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> and here's what our culture tells us about happiness is that it's circumstantial. Like if I look good, if I'm fit, if I have power, if I have control, if I'm respected, then I'm happy. The world tells us that happiness is based on how things are going. It's circumstantial. So if my health is good, if my bills are paid, if my kids are healthy, then I'm happy because things are going well. But you and I know the world that we live in is broken. So things won't always go the way we want them to. So does that mean that if I that that if things go wrong, we all of a sudden lose our happiness? No, not at all. And and this goes to show us that happiness is very fragile. And the point that I want to stress today is that for the Christian What we are really after is biblical happiness, which is this. Even when things go wrong, we can still be happy. Why? Because the posture of our heart is this. Lord, I'm choosing to trust you that even though things might not go the way I planned, biblical happiness is a posture that says, whatever comes my way, I'm not going to lose hope because I have a savior who's in control. See, I want us to understand that biblical happiness has to do with God's character and his track record. And here's God's track record. God has proven himself to be faithful over and over. So when I'm going through a dark season, I can rest in knowing that even though my season is dark, I have a... I have a God who keeps his promises. When I went through a deep depression in my life for a very long time, I grieved. I struggled. It was a dark season. But deep down inside, I knew I had a God who was walking right next to me, even in my darkest time. And there is a time to grieve. That has its place. But I want us to understand our happiness 
is tied to the truth of God's word. When I was battling depression, my happiness was tied to God's faithfulness. And here's what brought happiness in my life during my time of depression. One, it was gratitude. I learned to express my gratitude. I opened my mouth and I started thanking God for things like breath in my lungs, my appetite. I had a support system. I had family. And I've noticed, even with the friends that I have, the happiest people on earth are grateful people. They are people of gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Gratitude leads to happiness. See, there's this sin called ingratitude. And when we are ungrateful, we are actually rebelling against the holy God. We're saying, God, you owe me. Look at all I did. You need to bless me. And that's rebellion. In fact, Romans 1.21, Paul says, Although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. And then it says, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. What's Paul saying? Hey, the easiest way to rebel is to be ungrateful and to look at God and say, you know, God's actually not a big deal. He's not that big. He's actually not that powerful. And Paul says, when we do that, our hearts are darkened and we are foolish. Point number two, we get happiness by chasing Jesus. You know, something happens when we take the attention off of ourselves and we focus on Jesus. But see, our culture will say, follow your heart and just do you, right? Our culture says that happiness is found within you. Christianity says happiness is found outside of you by looking to someone bigger than you, and that's God and God alone. Psalm 37, 4 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Notice it doesn't say take delight in yourself. It says take delight in the Lord. The focus is on loving the Lord. And when we love him, we will be happy. Now, that doesn't mean that we won't suffer and have hardships. No, it does mean that when we are in the thick of it, when we just can't seem to find a way out, we can lift our heads. And like Psalm 3, 3 says, but you, O Lord, are the lifter of my head. We lift our eyes to him. We lift our head and we see God for who he is. He's faithful, he's just, he's righteous, he's gracious. And when we see the Lord for who he is, that will bring happiness in our lives. Point number three, we get happiness by delighting in the law of the Lord. Delighting in the law of the Lord. Psalm 1-2 says, blessed. Now, another way to translate that is happy. 
So blessed is the man, so happy is the man who delights in the law of the Lord, who meditates on it, on his law day and night. This is a powerful truth, and I think a lot of people miss this truth. It's meditating on God's word that will bring happiness in our lives. Why is that? Because as I fill my mind with truth, what I'm doing is I'm allowing God's voice to be the loudest in my life. And meditation, uh, listen, it doesn't have to be complicated. Take one verse, write it out, speak it out loud, sing the verse if you love to sing. Internalizing God's word leads to a happy life. Because we are meditating on his word and we're letting his voice be the loudest in our lives. Meditation. Number four, Psalm 84, 12 says, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Now hear me. Happy people are those who realize they are not God. Happy people learn to relinquish control. And they refuse to trust in themselves to bring them happiness. Remember, when we chase Jesus, we get happiness. When we place our trust in him. When I say, Lord, your way is better. And and I not only say that, but I live that way. That, my friend, will lead to happiness. It's a life that trusts in the Lord that leads to to happiness. In fact, that's what Matthew 5, 3 has in mind when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does poor in spirit mean? To be poor in spirit is to acknowledge, Lord, without you, I'm nothing. I am bankrupt. I'm saying, Lord, I choose to depend on you. And Jesus says, hey, the kingdom of heaven belongs to those that are poor in spirit. So do we want a happy life? We need to trust in the Lord and lean on him. And when we do, and when we pick up his agenda and lay our agenda down, that will lead us to a happy life. Not a pain-free life. But we can rest in knowing that regardless of what we go through, our God is for us. And and the promise of the gospel is that no matter what comes our way, we have a God who will always go before us. Always. Isaiah 43, 2 says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Isaiah 41, 10 says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We have a God who will always go before us. Let us never forget that. Lastly, we will all battle this voice that will tell us that our value is based on how much I can bring to the table or by how much I can produce. Listen, the happy life is a content life. There will always be people smarter than you, richer than you. They will look better than you and me. 
And there is this lie that says, you need this in order for people to respect you. You need, and then you fill in the blank, in order for people to really respect you. Listen, what we need is to stay in our lane, is to run the race that is ours, not someone else's. And we need to keep our eyes on Jesus, not compare ourselves to those around us. That will rob us of our happiness. So we look to Jesus, we focus on him, and we live a life of gratitude. And we put our trust in Jesus, not ourselves. Will we always be happy? No. But happiness is a gift and we need to embrace it. In fact, I believe that Christians need to be the happiest people on earth. Why? Because we have a hope. And our happiness is tied to the fact that Jesus came. He died. He took our place. He forgave us. He forgave us of our sins. And now you and I are the righteousness of God. I mean, that's something to be happy about. The main thing that Jesus gives us, hear me, it's not happiness. It's his grace. It's, it's his grace. And the gospel is this. When we get Jesus, we get him. And we will find that even in those moments where we are not happy, he will be more than enough for us, carrying us through our darkest seasons. This is Val's word of the day.